hello 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 welcome to real conversations i hope all is well i pray all is well and if it is not trust and believe that it can and it will get better <sighs> so this has been an eventful week for me i some weeks are a little bit more down uh you know more quiet more laid back more you know just in chill mode and then other weeks it's a little crazy so today is this this week has been really eventful but I couldn't end this week off without stopping by with this message regarding a conversation, you know, that I was having with someone. And when I say I enjoy having conversations now, uh, I really do because you really get to talk to people and you learn a lot. And you learn about yourself, you learn about the person, and, you know, it helps you understand certain situations that you were, that you were in. And, you know, I was talking with someone who uh, is dealing with a narcissist, and she was telling me about, you know, just the different things that the narcissistic person is doing and saying to her, and, you know... It took her a long time. She happened to be in this relationship for over 15 years. And, you know, she's at her breaking point. She's at her wit's end. And I understand fully what she is going through. And I fully understand everything. It it, it was mind-blowing when you compare stories of narcissists and the things that they say and do, how it's literally like textbook. And they all say the same things. It's cra- it's crazy to me. Um, however, you know, she was just talking about, you know, how the narcissist is like slowly, deter- not deteriorating, but the vindictive ways and the things that they say to you. Um, in the midst of their rages, sometimes you can't even argue with them. You really, you literally get to a point where you sit and you look at them and they are just like in this narcissistic rage where they're just yelling and screaming and just saying some mean and nasty and hurtful things to you. And you begin to pity them. You're not even angry anymore. You're not even upset. You actually feel sorry for them. And you get to a point where you like pity them. And you're looking at them and you cannot believe that this is the person that you allowed in your life. That you laid in a bed with. That you were intimate with at one point. Like, Like you don't even recognize who this person is you 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 just sit and you just like it's mind-blowing and all you could do is just shake your head and just say wow this person is really pathetic and it makes you almost sick to your stomach because you know you have you loved this person but you really didn't understand who they truly are. Because anybody 
who has been with a narcissist and you came out of it, you understand that they wear masks and they have a, a false sense of who they are. So they pretend to be all these things. But once they get to that point where they drop the mask and they can no longer pretend and they no longer can hide who they truly are and you begin to see them for who and what they are, you're like, you, it, you can't even, you can't unsee what you saw. And she was talking to me and she was telling me, you know, how this person was just raging out on her and calling her all different kind of disrespectful names and just, you know, calling her out, just, just saying things that just like to, to, you know, that would really try to hurt you if and break you down. And this is one of the ways that they try to control you by hurting you and, and breaking you down and trying to keep you in this illusion and trying for them to make you feel like something is wrong with you. But it's not really you. It's them because they are very delusional people. And she was just like, ah, she's like, Lisa, I don't understand it. Like, if I'm such a bad person, like, why is he refusing to leave my house? Like, why is he not leaving like why he just don't leave like why he just don't take his stuff and leave and go wherever it is so I said to her I said because you fully don't understand what narcissism is you don't fully understand what narcissists do and this is where education comes in you have to educate yourself because why would he leave a situation where he's in your house? He's not paying any bills. He's not contributing to anything financially. He's not cleaning. He's not cooking. He's not doing anything to sustain that household. Why would he want to leave a situation or an environment where he's comfortable with doing absolutely nothing but causing chaos causing confusion causing problems you are doing everything and they this person is doing absolutely nothing and this person is coming and going and doing what they want to do and living however they want to live and every time you bring this up to this person, it's an argument. It's a fight. It's a... Uh, why, why, why would they want to leave? Because it's easier for them to control you, to gaslight you, to love bomb you, to manipulate you. And basically breaking you down to the point where you don't even want to talk to them you don't want to argue with them you don't even want to say anything to them because if you make them leave that means they have to find somewhere else to go and they have to find someone else that they have they can control and manipulate and, and that takes time that takes time so why would they invest in something else when they have it easy over here 
that's how their mind works. That's why I said you have to learn, you have to educate yourself. Why would they leave you? They will talk horrible about you. They would say the worst things about you. They would tell everybody who is willing to listen the nastiest. They will make up stuff about you, but they will not leave your house. They would not move. They would not. It's the craziest thing. And I said, if this person is so bad and the relationship is so bad and you're being treated so bad, why don't you leave? But they won't. They will stay in your life. They will drive you crazy. They would do all the things that they can try to do to control everything that you're doing and give you bare minimum to nothing. Bare minimum to nothing. The mind of a narcissist is... Oh, some, I mean, thank God I'm at a point in my life where I could sit back and laugh. But the mind of a narcissist and the things that they say and do are so contradictory. Like, you can't even make sense of it. And I felt so bad for her because she is literally at her wit's end to the point where she don't even want to go home to the point where she's working and working just so that she could stay out the house she, she's doing all she's just trying to find other ways to just be uh, to avoid this person and that's crazy you should not have to live like that this is your house this is your home I, and I always say your home is supposed to be a place of peace And if you can't bring peace, you have to go. It's just as simple. Just pick up your things and go. There's no argument. There's no fight. There's no back and forth. If you're not happy here and you can find peace somewhere else or you can find a relationship or whatever it is, go, go there. But that's not how our narcissists operate. They need, they are so codependent. They need people. But they treat people so bad. Contradictory behavior. They need people. They need a supply of people. And when I say a supply of people, that is for whatever reason, whether it's money, whether it's sex, whether it's a place to stay, whether it's food, whether it's little favors here and there. They constantly need. These people are so codependent, they cannot function on their own but they treat people so bad it doesn't make any sense it honestly doesn't make and I'm not and you know I'm praying for her every day and my phone is always available to her and you know, I, I I gave her obviously, you know, we, we share the story and I, I you know I tell her my experiences and my journey and what worked for me. Uh everybody's situation is different and I say, you know, be safe because when a narcissist is enraged, you don't know what they're going to do, you don't know what they're capable of. Some narcissists become very violent uh when they cannot control you. 
And you have to be able to be five or ten steps ahead of them. Literally. Because my experience, you know, it got to a point where I was literally sleeping with my bag next to me. So my bag had my wallet, my keys, my cell phone, my extra cell phone, um, my passwords to, you know, my different logins and things like that. I had... You know, I hid like my birth certificates, the kids' birth certificates, the passports. I would keep extra clothes in my car, keep extra clothes at my mom's house. Like it was that bad. That bad. Because I made up in my mind if I ever have to leave, I just want to get up and go. I was willing to leave my home, leave. I didn't have much, but it was still mine. I still worked for it. It was, it was things that. I worked hard for. So why should I be the one to leave the comfort of what was mine? Why should I disrupt my children and the comfort that they, the little bit of comfort that they had because this person was refusing to leave? Like I said, I've been there. So I empathize with her and I fully understand, you know, her pain and her frustration and just being exhausted because that's what narcissists want to do. They want to exhaust you to the point where, you just give up and you just give in and let them just do whatever they want to do. But who the hell could live like that? Why would anybody want to live like that? And it goes back to the question again. If if this as if you listen to the things that a narcissist say, and this is what's, what's confusing because they would tell people all kind of crazy stuff about you. And then will be walking down the street with you holding your head acting like everything is all good and oh hey um this is my wife or this is my husband and then the person is looking at I used to feel the person is just looking like wait a minute what didn't they just say this about the person and now they're walking down the street like everything is all good like I used to feel so uncomfortable that's what you know and like I said I, I've been through it I never wanted to go anywhere with him I would get to a point where I would be like don't introduce me to nobody don't I, don't don't even introduce me to nobody I'm I'm good Because I used to feel the awkwardness. Like I said, all the red flags and the signs are there. But you just can't put it together because if you not, if you really, you can't really wrap your head around the thing that that a narcissist says and does. Because it's so all over the place. It's so dysfunctional that you can't keep up. And, you know, my heart is breaking for her because I see how... It's breaking her down, how it's falling apart. And she feels like her words are falling on deaf ears. And, you know, his family is not really, you know, understanding or or, or they're like sugarcoating it and acting like, oh, well, you know, I I don't really know. I don't see that. I don't see that side of him. Yeah, because the narcissist, they, they wear the mask so well that they literally pick and choose how they act in front of people. That's why they say narcissists are great actors. They will be the victim in the story. They will play the victim in the nightmare, in the chaos that they created. The contradictory behaviors. (laughs) You just got to laugh. You just have to laugh. It's sad. When they get to that point, it's just sad. And you're like, wow, like this person really has some deep-rooted mental issues. 
And the people that's closest to them is the people that they hurt the most. But here's the thing. Yes, they have a personality disorder. And yes, they have some mental issues, but they know who and when to do it. They know. They know how to pick and choose and turn it off and on like that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality. So... You know, obviously, I, you know, I told her, you know, some gave her some ideas and some tips and, you know, survivors of narcissist, narcissistic abuse. Uh, everybody, if you listen to their stories, they all had some type of exit strategy or some kind of exit plan. Because, you know, once you understand narcissism and once you understand the things that they're capable of doing and once you see them for who they really are, you really understand the magnitude of your safety and the magnitude of your well-being and trying to just get out of that situation safely because like I said some narcissistic people become abusive and become violent and you know will hurt you and thank God I I didn't get to that point but because I was already aware I always was a step ahead. I was always, um, you know, thinking on ways to keep myself safe. And this is a truth moment. I never, you know, when things started to go bad with the narcissist that I was dealing with, I didn't feel comfortable with being in the house by myself with him. Because I I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, you know. But my intuition was telling me not to ever be in the house alone with him. Because I've seen, you know, different things in him and different types of behaviors. But there was one particular day and time that my daughter, uh, you know, kids, she went to a birthday party and, you know, I went out and, you know, I enjoyed my day out, had a beautiful day. And after dropping her off at the party, you know, we I went to go pick her up. And of course, you know, kids, oh, she wants to stay over. Can I stay over? Oh, you know, I want I don't want to go home. Can I I didn't want to ruin her fun. I didn't want to, you know, ruin her time with her friends. Because, you know, at the time, you know, like I said, we, you know, there, there was a lot of tension in the house. There was a lot of you know, anxiety and just issues. And it's just, it just didn't feel safe. So I let her stay at her friend's house. And I kid you not, I drove my car and I parked. And I just started crying. I just, the tears. There's something in my stomach that said, do not go in that house. You cannot go in that house. And I didn't. Uh, I just started talking to my boyfriend now. And um, it was fairly new. It was a new, you know, situation. And, 
you know, I really didn't express to him. He knew that I, it was something going on, but I, like I said, it was fairly new. I didn't really want to get into everything that I was going through because I didn't know how he would react to that situation. And I felt like I had it under control. But being a woman and my intuition kicked in. So I called him and I explained to him what the situation was. And he said, okay, no problem. And he came back and he picked me up and I'm not going to go into the details of everything else, but he stayed with me throughout that night to make sure that I was safe. And I would never forget that overwhelming sense of pain that I had in my stomach because I didn't even want to go home to my own house because I didn't know what I knew something, but I didn't know what, because like I said, I was hiding my important papers. Um, You know, he would go through my things. He would, you know, go through my phone and like whatever he could get into. He was literally terrorizing me in my own home. You know, I was sleeping in my kid's room and he would just come in at whatever time and bust open the door and would just stand in the doorway and And, you know, my kids was, you know, my daughter would be like, what the hell? And it was just crazy. It was just crazy. So I know what it's like to not be safe in your own home. So, again, I feel for her. I'm praying for her. I hope that, you know, she finds the courage and the strength to just, because you'd get to that point, because like I said, I was at that point, like, why should I leave my house? This is my house. This is my home. Everything in here is mine. Why do I have to? But then I had to sit and say, you know something, if you have to leave all of this stuff behind, leave it behind, you could always get material things. You can't get back your life. Not to say that he was going to kill me, but because he would always say, oh, I don't I don't put my hands on women. I don't put my hands on women. But the rage that comes over them. You don't know what to expect. And it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But one day they might go into a rage and that'll be the day that they will strangle you or smother you or kill you. Because they're such in a rage. It's like they have an out-of-body experience. It's like, like I said, you look at them in a rage and it's like you don't even recognize who they are. It's almost like that person is possessed with a demonic spirit over them. And I can speak from this place because I've experienced it. And I've spoke to other narcissistic abuse survivors and they have experienced this as well. So I encourage all you women to... Find a network. Find supportive people that's going to encourage you, that's going to help you through this process because it's not easy. Tell people what's going on with you. So if something happens, they know. Document whatever you can document. Take pictures of whatever you can take pictures of. If you have to record some things on your phone or record conversations, do that. Find an exit strategy. Do whatever it is that you have to do to get yourself to safety. Trust your intuition. 
Trust what you're feeling. It's not you. Trust that you need to be in a safe environment. I feel my heart breaks for her every time I speak to her because it's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And see, here's the thing with narcissists. They do this thing called the reverse discard. So with the reverse discard is when they treat you so bad. They treat you so bad that you have no choice but to leave them. And when you leave them, they will turn around and say, well, she did this to me. She did that to me. The reason why I acted this way is because of this and because of that. And play the victim. They will play the victim in the whole crazy madness that they created. And on the flip side, on the flip side, the person who was the victim in this scenario is the one who is trying to seek help. The one who is trying to get therapy. The one who is trying to get away. And the person who needs the therapy refuses to get therapy. They would cry. They would play the victim. They would call anybody who is willing to listen to anything they have to say. They would paint the other person like a monster. But then you have to ask yourself, if that person is so bad, and if that person was doing all the things that they was doing to you, why would you not leave? Why? Sometimes you have to sit and you have to ask these questions. And if you ask the narcissist, why won't you leave? They will give you word salad. You know what word salad is? They will start talking about A. They will start talking about D, F, G, Z, N, M, O, P. They would have you all over. Nothing that they say makes sense. Now you confused. That's word salad. That's the life of a narcissist. Like, thank God. I thank God every day that God gave me the strength to get out of that. God gave me the strength and I became obedient to God's word to trust my intuition to get out of that it's not easy it's not easy but it can be done so as we continue on this domestic violence awareness month I want to encourage all Men and women, because women are narcissists too. However, I can only speak from this place because I experienced it with a man. I don't know the dynamics on how I haven't spoken to any men who have dealt with narcissistic women. But I'm quite sure it's it's, it's crazy. I'm quite sure it's crazy. So... I say this, be a voice, be a voice of encouragement, no judgment, 
Be a voice to uplift. Speak your truths. Speak up. You don't have to struggle in silence. You don't have to struggle being confused in in these chaotic situations. Do what you have to do and get yourself out by any means necessary because it does not get better. Narcissists will discard you and come back. And when I say discard, they would, you know, flip-flop. You know, if you're dealing with a, a narcissist, you know, they'll they'll it'll be a time period where they will ghost you and leave you alone and then they'll come back crying with a pity story and crying about all oh, this and how much they miss you, they love you, they need this, they need they're very codependent. And so they'll play these mind games, you know, there's this trickery. They'll play these mind games with you and just in and out your life. And they'll keep doing this. If they can get anything from you, like I said, whether it's sex, money, place to stay, food, uh, whatever it is that they need, any type of attention, whatever it is that they, they will come keep going, flip flop out of your life. And this is why most people don't really see them for who they truly are because they only see bits and pieces of them. They only see bits and pieces of what the narcissist wants you to see, what the narcissist wants you to understand. It's, 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 I I don't even know how they keep up with all the lies. I don't know how they keep up with all the deception. And this is why narcissists have nightmares. And this is why narcissists, um, they, they're very, if you notice, they're very antsy and anxious and they, they can't keep still and they always have to be constantly doing something or, you know, just in something. They just can't, they're always just like very high strung. I, like I said, you get to a point where you just, you, you feel sorry for them. You pity them. What a way to live. What a life. Never really enjoying people and loving and living and, and just being in, in a positive environment because narcissists can't function in, 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 in certain settings. They have to always operate in some type of level of chaos and confusion. So for those who are struggling, exit strategy. Plan an exit strategy. Try to find one or two friends who, if you have to leave, you can go and be safe. Get your papers and, you know, hide your papers or make copies of papers and put them in places or leave it at somebody else's house. So just in case of any event, you have to leave, you have to leave, you have to do what you have to do. No one should have to be in these abusive situations It's, it's sad and it's unfortunate, but you have to find a way to get out because it's not going to get better. It's not going to change. I pray for your strength. I pray for your courage. I pray for your endurance because this is something that is for the long haul. It's not something that can be done overnight. It has to be for the long haul. 
And you have to be willing to do this for the long haul. Because if not, you're going to succumb to the stress, the anxiety, the depression, just everything. You won't be able to live your life with this narcissist. Because they're energy vampires and they will drain every ounce of your life. And this is why you're exhausted. This is why you can't think straight. This is why you can't function properly. This is why you're walking on eggshells. And this is why you're always like on the lookout and you're just not. Be safe out there. Be safe. And do the work. Do the work. I, I'm Like I said, I'm praying for your strength. I'm praying for your, cov- your, your courage. I'm just praying for you to get through this. Because there's so much joy on the other side. Trust me, I know. There's so much happiness and hope and just all these good things that will come into your life once the narcissist is out. You'll be able to enjoy your family again. You'll be able to enjoy holidays again. You'll be able to enjoy your birthdays. You'll be able to enjoy the little things. You'll be able to enjoy just going to the corner store without having to come back and ask, answer 50 million questions. You'll enjoy and get your life back. It's hard, but it can be done. Abuse is abuse, and no one asks to be abused. Stay strong. Have a blessed day.